0: So this is the second episode of The Best Quotes. Now, I have uh, been collecting these leadership quotes for a long time and you're in for a treat. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Curtis. Okay, so this is the second episode of my collection of great quotes, great quotes about leadership, and if you wait until the entire uh, episode has gone through, if you listen to it, uh, at the end I have a special surprise for you, so please stay tuned. Okay, I'm going to go through about 20 or so of these, and I'm going to give a little commentary along the way. So the first quote is by Warren Buffett. He said that the five most dangerous words in business may be, everybody else is doing it. And You know, there's something very right about that. You can't hide behind everybody else is doing it. In the last uh, section, I talked about uh, ethics and how All your ethics, there's no such thing. There's no difference between business ethics and individual ethics. There are just ethics. And Buffett said that about the time that Salmon Brothers went under and he was brought in as the white knight to save them. Uh, And so, yeah, you you can't hide behind that. You have to do the right thing because it's the right thing and don't try to hide. Okay, next one. Steve Jobs said, my job is not to be easy on people. My job is to make them better. Okay, so it's a great quote. I think it kind of works, but Steve Jobs was a tyrant and a bully. So um, it's a good quote, and he's a tyrant, so somehow be careful with that. He made great products, but I would never want to have to work for the guy because he was just a jerk and a tyrant. Um, He was a jerk with a vision who made great stuff, but I don't like him. But the quote is actually really good. Okay, next. This is Robert Louis Stevenson. He said, keep your fears to yourself, but share your courage. With others, I really like that. Keep your fears to yourself, but your courage with others. And there's a reason for that. Um, The academic literature shows us that our emotions are contagious. And the the higher you go up in the organization, the more contagious you are, or the more emotional you are. I I don't mean just being emotional. Oh, I mean just the more um, charismatic or emotional or you know uh, engaged you are, enthusiastic you are, either. You know, fear or courage, that's catchy. So it's a great quote. It's a good reminder. Um, keep your fears to yourself, but share your courage with others. Okay, the next one's from Jim Collins. Jim Collins wrote the book Good to Great. That's what he's known for. He wrote a few other books, a couple spin spinoffs and a precursor or two to Good to Great. But he said first get the right people on the bus the wrong people off the bus and the right people in the right seats and then figure out where to drive now that's a quote directly from the book good to great and the metaphor is this in an organization the the organization itself is like the bus right and if you get the right people into the organization, and then you get them into the right seats in the organization, everything's going to work well. Uh, That is instead of just trying to figure out, oh, I have this problem. Let me go find this person out there to do the job. It's just a a simple organizational metaphor. And people who have read Good to Great will know exactly what you're talking about, uh, or they may say that. And so you want to be aware of that kind of language. Okay, the next one, this is a quote by John Maxwell. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Now, Maxwell has like a kind of a rhyme way to a lot of his quotes. And it's, it's good, um, but it's also true, okay? If you know where you're going, and you know how to get there, and you show other people how to get there, that's part and parcel of the definition of leadership. Um, Maxwell wrote, I don't know how many books. Uh, if you read one, you read about six of them because there, there's a lot of repetitiveness. But it's probably not a bad thing because we just don't get it. We just like don't seem to understand or grasp the principles until we have done it for a long time. So um, Maxwell has some really good books on leadership. They're very accessible. They're not like terribly d- deep, philosophical, contemplating your naval kind of things. A leader is one who knows the way goes the way, and shows the way. Okay, next, this is from Colin Powell. I think I quoted Colin Powell in the last episode as well, uh, but he's well worth being quoted. He's got a lot of really great advice. Um, He said this, leadership is solving problems. The day soldiers stop bringing you their problems is the day that you have stopped leading them. I love that because sometimes we think about it like you know, oh, I just wish all these problems would go away or I didn't have so many problems or or all these things are getting in the way. No, that's good. If people are bringing you their problems and he goes on this, that, that quote is from the book. Um, it worked for me in life and leadership. And the, he, he goes on to say the day soldiers stop bringing you these problems, they've stopped trusting you. Okay, so if they don't trust you, either you're doing it or if they're not bringing you problems, either you're doing it perfectly or they don't trust you. So it's a good indicator or warning sign. Okay, the next quote is by Fred Smith. Fred Smith is the guy that started Federal Express. He said leadership is getting people to work for you when they are not obligated. And I love, love, love that quote. Why? Because it's easy to get somebody to do something for you if they're obligated. I mean, if I put a gun to your head, you would very quickly do whatever I say. If you were dependent on me for your paycheck, you'll do what I say. If you're a volunteer, and we talked about that, I think in the last one, we were talking about, you know, uh, lead, treat everyone like a volunteer or somewhere along the way. No, that maybe that was... Um, that was a different episode. But if you treat everybody like a volunteer, if you recognize that if they still come back and they're volunteering, you know, you're leading, right? Okay. So leadership is getting people to work for you when they're not obligated. That's true leadership. The rest is coercion. Okay. Next. This is a, a quote by General George Patton. Now, I have mixed emotions about this, and I really do like a lot of what Patton had to say. In fact, when I was um when I was a kid, I went to Joe the Barber, this uh, barber in, in a cellar in his house that uh, he was in Patton's Third Army in World War II. So I'm dating myself. And so this guy was old, and I don't know how he still stood on his feet for the whole time, but he, his hands kind of shook as he cut your hair. But he was telling war stories, and he was in Patton's Third Army. I like Patton, but I'm not sure about this quote. Lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. Okay, I mean, I, I get it. There are some other quotes by Patton that I really, really like. I have one on a door to my office that essentially says that, you know, leadership's a two-way obligation. We talk all about being loyal to your superiors. What about your the loyalty that your your followers should expect from you, right? So he's got the right idea in some regards. I'm not so sure about this one, but it's kicked around a lot. It's pretty decent. Lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. There's gotta be some purpose to it, and I'm okay with that. It's just not Patton's greatest, but look for others from Patton. Okay, the next one is from Warren Buffett. Uh, No, sorry. The next one is from Warren Bennis. Warren Bennis is like the academic grandfather of leadership studies. Okay, so when I say that, it's like, uh, what, do, what do you mean? So leadership as a academic branch of studies is only about 60, 70 years old tops because it used to be management, and management's only less than a hundred years old tops. So he was one of the early adopters to studying the leadership, which is dealing with people, rather than management, which is dealing with efficiency. Okay. Warren Bennis said this. Managers do things right. Leaders do the right thing. And there are there are similar quotes by Drucker and Stephen Covey and others who say similar kinds of things, like, you know, efficiency is this, effectiveness is that, but managers do things right. Leaders do the right thing. And we're talking about the difference between being efficient and having that clear focus of this is our North Star, this is where we're going to go, doing the right thing. So that's it's a good quote. I like it. Uh, And anything that you can read by Warren Bennis is well worth your time. Okay, so the next one is another quote by Patton. And I really like this one as well. In fact, I've quoted this one for years, probably more than any of the other quotes by Patton. He said this, never tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do, and they will surprise you with their ingenuity. I just love that. Why? Because if you tell people how to do something, so I I used to be a lousy professor, right? I I would give people this like three pages of detailed, here's what I want you to do uh, for your class project, your your group project that you're going to be working on, and they check all the boxes, and the thing would be lifeless. Why? Because they're doing what I asked them to do. Then I reverse course. I swung all the way to the other side. I gave very scanty details about here's what the project is. Now go do it. <laughs> and they would have to be creative and pour themselves into it. And they'd have ownership about it. And so when I told them what to do, that was very different than when I told them what needed to be done And then let them surprise me with their ingenuity by pouring their hearts and soul into it. It was beautiful. It was better than I anticipated. It was full of their ownership in their life. So um, never tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do. And they will surprise you with their ingenuity. Okay, next. This is from Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States. He said, give a man a fish and you will feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you will feed him for a lifetime. Now that's worth repeating. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him to fish, and you feed him for a lifetime. And that's right. Uh, if you can't do anything new or above where you were just before, we didn't really make any progress. But if you make that progress, and now you can go do it, great. You're you're that much further. You're that you've grown, and that's the point of leadership. Um, I think about my kids. I don't want my kids to have me have to tie their shoe every day. I want to teach them how to tie their shoe, and then they can do it from there. I want to teach them how to uh, be able to do the dishes, then they can do it from there. And and as they grow, I want them to become fully an adult who can do everything and be responsible for themselves. Same kind of principle here. There's another quote by Abraham Lincoln that uh, I use as well. He said, and this is really good, nearly all man can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power, <laughs> and that's deep because there are so many people that just a little bit of power goes right to their heads. I mean, I, I'm amazed. I, think about um, that, that classroom teacher that you didn't like somewhere growing up in school that was just full of the power in their own head. It doesn't take a lot of power to go to people's head, but that is a real test of character. Uh, every, you can stand against adversity. I mean, you can just lean in against it. But when people have power, the, the reality of what's inside them tends to come out very, very quickly. So if you nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Okay, the next one is by Admiral Rickover. Admiral Rickover is the uh, father of the nuclear navy. He was the guy that was advocating for nuclear submarines. I mean, from the time that we had the atomic bomb, he was already at it, trying to go like, hey, how, how do we power our uh, our ships this way, particularly subs? Um, he was a cranky guy. I watched a documentary about him, and uh, I, I was just, I was enthralled with him. I I didn't like him in some ways. I I almost think he had like Asperger's or something like or something like, okay, he's an engineer, right? So engineers already have this kind of not the most personal demeanor. But beyond that, he was so right about so many things, had vision as far as a day is long. Um, he gave credit where credit was due. He was he was really on top of things. He said this, organizations don't get things done. Plans and programs don't get things done. Only people get things done. Organizations, plans, and programs either help or hinder people. He's so right about that. By the way, that's a quote near the end of the uh, the Powell book that I just mentioned earlier. It's in, uh, I think, the last chapter of uh, It Worked for Me in Life and Leadership. If, you don't, if you've never read that book, get that book if you're just trying to learn some really good ahas about leadership. It Worked for Me in Life and Leadership by Powell. Okay, at any rate, that's a great quote, because we, if we understand that it's not about having a program, it's all about what it does for the people, then we will get ourselves out of our own way and think about what can free up people to do what they need to do. Okay, um, I must have been on a kick about power here, because uh, I, I'm going in a certain order or sequence of the episodes in my podcast And so these are, so these all come from, um, at the end of my podcast, I give a quotation for contemplation. And uh, it's just something that, a great quote about leadership that relates to uh, whatever we were talking about. And this quote was from uh, Lord Acton, John Emmerich Edward Dahlberg Acton. Uh, You probably never heard his full name. You just heard Lord Acton. And if it kind of rings a bell, it's because he said this, Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, We were just talking about the tyrannical teacher, right? Uh, Power goes to your head. Now, what's interesting about this is the context in which he was talking. He was writing to Bishop Creighton, uh, who was talking about... um, Uh, you know, well, the Pope can't be wrong, or these, uh, and he was saying, you can't justify somebody who is in power just because they're in power. He goes on to say that, like, if you read the whole letter, um, you know, if you look at the greatest names in history, these are the greatest abusers. (laughs) So um, power tends to corrupt. I'm fearful of power. I teach a a class I'll be teaching uh, each Monday night this semester. Power and influence. So I spend a lot of time talking about dynamics of power, how power works, all those kind of things. Okay, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power tends, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think that's an absolute fact. That is what happens. Okay, next. This quote is from Seneca, Lucius Anicus Seneca. He said, "Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity." Now, there are a number of people who have said some variation of that, but this is one of the older, uh, more original versions of this. I've heard uh, one by... I think Henry Ford might have said it, or uh, Thomas Alva Edison. uh, One of them had, you know, let's do hard work, dressed up in overalls and those kind of things. But luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Yes, if you want to to have greater success, you need opportunity, but you need to be prepared for it. So if you get it done, if you if you've done your homework ahead of time. You're prepared for what happens next. Look, the boxer doesn't win the match the night of the fight. The boxer wins the match in all the preparation leading up to the match. All the, the long days, all the heavy workouts, all the running, all the this time sparring with, with people in the gym before you get to the match. That's the preparation that has to meet with the opportunity before he is successful. Okay, next one. This is from Teddy Roosevelt, twenty-sixth president of the United States. He said, "People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." I can't tell you how true that is. Um, if you, there's a, a lot of research that talks about uh, relationship, and I know that even, especially like, let's let me just use the example of with my students. I know a lot of stuff about this subject, right? I've been studying for 20 years and working at it religiously, just trying to to uh, uh, get as clear of you as I can. But it all falls flat unless my students know that I care about them. If they know that I care about them, then they'll listen to me. If it's all about you, if they think it's all about you building your ego or your empire, they'll tune you out. But if it's about you caring about them, if you're if they can see that you care, um, it just changes the dynamic radically. So people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. What a great quote. Okay, next, John Quincy Adams, sixth president of the United States said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and to become more, you are a leader. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a pretty, I mean, it's its kind of like the Maxwell quote earlier. It's a pretty succinct def definition of what leadership is. You are inspiring others because leadership is always through others to what? To dream more, to learn more, to do more, to become more. That's a pretty great list of what it means to lead other people because leadership, as Maxwell talked about, is influence. Okay, next, Mother Teresa, she said, the hunger for love is much more difficult to remove than the hunger for bread. Wow, that's powerful, right? I mean, and Mother Teresa would have seen this and she was dealing with the, the poorest of the poor in the in the slums of Calcutta. Um, the hunger for love is much more difficult to remove than the hunger for bread. People that were starving, dying, um, you know, she was just being that last final touch uh, of humanity and dignity and, um, you know, God's mercy to them before they passed in many cases. The hunger for love is much more difficult to remove than a hunger for bread. Now here's here's how this why this matters to a leader. Because if you love people, guess what? Most people return that. You don't turn hatred back for love. Now some people might slap back at you, but that's only going to happen for so long until you have proven to them that you actually do care. Because this is what people do. They return like with like right so <laughs> let's let's go back to politics. If one party's slapping at the other the other party slaps back and slap back 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 and that's how it goes. If you just love people, guess what? It's returned. And so, in leadership, you love first. You care about them first. You show that first. You 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 do those things, and it's generally returned. Okay. Um, there's another quote by Mother Teresa. I guess I did two back to back at the same, you know, in episodes or maybe at the same time. Um, if you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace, because you know what you are. I mean, that's profound. I mean, if you know where you are. You know, you don't worry about it. You know, oh, they said this about me. Now you don't, you don't think like that. It just, it doesn't bother you. It rolls off your back. You know who you are. When somebody knows who they are, it is hard to ruffle their feathers. And you can tell when somebody is really confident, knows who they are and what their purpose is, because they just act very differently than somebody who's insecure. Okay. Um let's see if this is uh, one, two more. Uh, This is from uh, Lao Tzu. A leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. That's great. And that's exactly what you want your people to do because you don't want to enfeeble them or be an enabler. You want them to actually rise up and do it themselves. When you can help them equip them get out of their way and let them do it and they say truthfully now we did it ourselves that's wonderful that's where you want to be okay last one and we'll be done for today this is from david dunham he said efficiency is intelligent laziness (laughs) i love that quote efficiency is intelligent laziness i mean You couldn't say that more cleverly. Like that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to create the system so it's optimized so that you are doing as little as possible, but it's running as smoothly as possible. Efficiency is intelligent laziness. Okay, now I promised you that I would give you uh, an extra bonus at the end. So I'm gonna tell you two things one if you look in the show notes below what you'll find is a link to a powerpoint presentation that has all of these all the pictures uh the the quotes with with pictures many times like with lao su's statue or abraham lincoln or mother Teresa, the picture it's all in the powerpoint you can use them not just the the 20 that i went over today but there's more than 100 in that powerpoint Feel free to use it. Just take a screenshot, use it in your presentation. God bless you. Um, I put it all together, but you have my, uh, my, my word right here that I am allowing you to use it. No, no worries. The second thing is if you got value out of this podcast, please listen to some other episodes and see how you can be the kind of leader that you will want to follow. Now, I say that because I end almost every episode with, hey, I hope this helped you become the kind of leader that you will want to follow. So if you have found some value here, listen to other episodes, please subscribe, listen to these other episodes, uh, and and tell friends about it who want to become better leaders because I'm I'm trying to project from my classroom out into the wider world because I know the ripple effect that good leaders will have in society. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And as I said, I always end the episode with, I hope this helps you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Thanks for listening. (music) you <music>